Welcome to Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Line Miller, your host. We are excited to have another episode about something you might not know about that's going on in the food space. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Farm to Plate, which is a software company. They're committed to creating tomorrow's food business ecosystem today. And today, our guest is Rob Syke. He is the founder and CEO of AgVisor Pro. Welcome to the podcast, Rob. Great to be here, and it's an exciting topic. Let's get into it. Let's jump in. Tell me all about AgVisor Pro. You know, we love innovation and new things going on in the food space, and you are, you're right on top of that, coming up with a new innovative idea that can really serve the community. Well, starting in 97, I started building one of North America's largest independent agricultural consulting networks. It was called AgriTrend. And inside of AgriTrend, we had agronomy and precision ag and grain market strategies and farm business. We had carbon credits. I've been trading carbon credits since 2007. And uh, that was all built on top of our own data platform called AgriData Solution. And we grew that to be a network of advisors from Northern Alberta all the way down to the Mississippi Delta. And uh, ultimately uh, that uh, business was acquired by Trimble with my exit being completed in 2018. And um, I began to think of, okay, if I was gonna do it again, if we're gonna do it in a way that would be able to utilize technology to shrink time and space, how would we do that? And so Pam, what AgVisor Pro is, it's a connectivity platform for agriculture, connecting those seeking with experts who can answer. So it's like eHarmony, a matching algorithm, together with, uh, with Uber for scheduling and monetization, together with FaceTime for instantaneous connection inside the platform, connected with Twitter, ongoing follow and curiosity uh, to keep people coming back and, and discussing issues. So AgVisor Pro is that. It's a, it's a professional social platform for all of agriculture. Amazing. I, amazing. You are definitely, you have that entrepreneurial brain. You're always thinking about, yep. you know, how can you serve and coming out of this space? Obviously, it makes sense that you would come up with a tool. Now, how does AgVisor Pro operate? I think on an app or just on the web or? No, we're 100% uh, currently 100% iOS and Android based. So it's 100% okay. mobile. And the reason for that, Pam, was I wanted to uh, utilize the technology that was in your hand to put um an expert with you. If you're a farmer, I could put an expert with you in your shop or in your greenhouse, or I can put an expert in the field with you without the expert having to drive all the way out to the farm. A lot of what you guys talk about on this podcast is about blockchaining. It's about immu immutability. It's about providing uh, strong you know, proof of this. So when I utilize the technology we built in AgVisor Pro, uh, it's time stamped and it's geo stamped. So I, I know that the farmer is showing me something in the field and then I can relate to it. I really personally, you know, based on my background, which is plant physiology and soil chemistry and crop nutrition, I don't need to travel out to a field to diagnose nitrogen versus sulfur deficiency. I just need to see what the farmer is seeing. And if I can see that, I can shrink time and space and solve the problems in real time. 
That is just genius, Rob. I mean, amazing. And and you were talking about shrinking that time continuum. Like you're, everybody has a smartphone today. So yep. the fact that you're utilizing the technology that's available and meeting the the growers where they are, and and you can have the experts essentially there virtually. I mean, instead of a a call on your, you know, computer, your laptop, a Zoom call or whatever, you can actually be there and show them on the camera what's going on with the plants or the dirt or whatever needs to be diagnosed. Yeah, the uh, the, the smartphone technology is both a blessing and a curse. And I'll, and I'll, I'll illustrate why I said that, because um, trying to find the right person to talk to is very difficult. And so if you're in the agricultural space, you have a couple of echo chambers. One echo chamber is the buddies or the people that you talk to. And the second echo chamber tends to be the people selling you goods and services or products. And those are both good. A lot of times you'd like to get a second or a third opinion. A lot of times you're talking about something that really your, your uh, contacts don't know anything about. So then it gets to be really hard. So with Agvisor Pro, Pam, what we've built is we built the ability to instantaneously sort by geography. So I can go into the United States and I go to Iowa and say, okay, how many uh, experts uh, or company reps are available in the state of Iowa? And then I can further query that down and say, okay, so how many of these reps in Iowa are interested in what I'm talking about, which is I, I want to talk about regenerative and I want to talk about uh, carbon and I want to talk about sprayers. And so you, you select those three things down and instantaneously we can connect you to the two or three people and then you can look at the profiles and you can make an instantaneous connection. So what we've done is really try to uh, expedite, expedite the way that you can find the people that you should talk to based on the question that you have. And this really is We've got people on here now from Brazil and uh, our, uh, Australia. It's really, a, we're using the technology really to develop a global platform, which is, I think, very exciting. Amazing. And this podcast has a global listening audience. So I hope that some of them will be intrigued to check out AgVisor Pro because there are a lot of benefits here. Not all of them might be obvious, but what are some of the benefits to the community at large to this? I'll, I'll use, a, I'll use a, a, a one that we came across last year, a real practical one. So uh, we have a crop in Canada called canola and a farmer gets out of his pickup truck and sees uh, literally millions of these bugs in his canola crop. And so you break into a cold sweat. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. A thousand acres is worth a million dollars. And and so, you know, the, uh, the default is to spray. You cannot have insects eating your crop. I don't care if you're farming agroecology, regenerative, organic, conventional. You cannot have bugs wiping out your crop. Well, he posted a picture of the bug at about 2.15 in the afternoon, by eight o'clock that night, he had four responses from four different experts saying it was a beneficial lacewing bug, do not spray it, you're okay. And so he was able to go to bed and go golfing the next day. Bottom line is uh, I believe that what gives, uh, what uh, holds up uh, agriculture or farmers from adopting new ideas or trying a new practice is the confidence to know that that idea or practice will work on their farm. And the only way that we can give people confidence 
is to connect them with experts that have been there and done that. And that includes both company and independent experts. So that's what we built. Yeah. Now this farmer has this experience of having the situation and having your technology and your tool help identify that by the connectivity. I love your eHarmony example because yep. all of us can relate to you know, just making a match on for what you're looking for. But now he could also help other farmers, right? On the because he can he can connect with other growers on the platform and maybe somebody has a problem like he had and he can help them as well, right? Yeah, there's two ways. Uh, uh, one of the ways is as I explained, but I forgot to mention that all of the questions are anonymous when they're posted into the uh, Agvisor Pro platform. We learned early on that people don't want to look silly. They don't want to expose themselves. So the questions are anonymous, but they are geotagged. So I know that the question came from, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, or I know the question came from uh, uh, Coralville, Iowa. I, I know where the questions came from. The other thing that we've just launched, uh, Pam, is something called communities. So you can come inside AgVisor Pro. You can search the companies that we've got there or the virtual services in our virtual farmers marketplace. You can enter a question and have that question queried and then connect with the experts. But we've just launched something called communities. And communities is where farmers, like-minded people of like-minded interests can go. So some of the communities that we've just launched are a regenerative community. It's got over 140 uh, members in it already where farmers can discuss with each other. Another one is uh, is a drone community. Another one we just launched is uh, indoor farming or controlled agricultural environmental farming. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And we have private communities. One of them uh, launched by a guy named Bob Recker. And Bob is an expert in wide row corn with intercropping. I mean, this is a niche. These people are learning how to do this. And uh, he's got a private for subscription community inside of the AgVisor Pro platform uh, where you could join to get a hold of his expertise. So asking questions, connecting with experts, joining communities, following, following conversations of agricultural topics that are of interest to you. Wow. Uh, yeah, that community, that I that is really great. I can just imagine I as a farmer, if I, using your example, if I wanted to know more about regenerative farming, I wanted to do a better job in that area. I wanted to be able to take care of my soil, maximize my yield, yep. be able to continue forward. I could tap into that community within Advisor Pro and find other people maybe have more experience than me. Uh, some maybe less, you know, there's going to be a continuum there. I think well, I, it, it, the, the thing about agriculture is that agriculture, a lot of people who aren't connected directly to agriculture have this thinking that agriculture is black and white, that you know, an ideology will solve the problems. And agriculture is not black and white. It's, it's a series of grays. And it, the answers to a question are, it depends. It depends, 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 depends on where you are, depends on your growing season, depends on the growing, the growing degree days, the heat units, the amount of rain you had, the varieties you're growing. It depends, depends on the pH and the organic matter. And so, Answers in agriculture are always nuanced and, and very seldom is there a right and a wrong. And so what I wanted to do was to build a platform where 
you could get a range of responses and still make your decision based on, hmm, that's what this person said, and this is what she said, and the truth is probably, or what's right for me is probably somewhere in the middle of all of that, but it gives me more confidence in making my decisions. And I, I think that's what, as, as people, whenever we buy something, we want to have the confidence. That's why we have a reviews, a review rating inside of products. And we have that inside AgVisor Pro as well. We review the ratings of the people giving the advice. So we built up. Okay. So you're, you're building as you go, as far as, you know, ranking the, the people and if they're giving good advice, I, what you're saying about the nuances, I, I was one who I didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't know right. about growing, but through interviewing people on this podcast, I've realized it's very nuanced. It is not black and white. And you talked about the geotagging. That is critical because it matters where you are doing something because the climates are different. The weather patterns are different. Uh, you know, it, it matters. So that's, so that let's, let's uh, you know, I did a little bit of research on you folks and, uh, before the podcast here and 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 I've been studying a lot I've been studying a lot about blockchaining and so when you think about that and you think about the ability of taking and what farm to plate this you know if you think about that it's it's about how how we can connect the the produce that we're being produced or the, or the crop or the livestock all the way through to the consumer well if you think about through that process, anywhere where there's an inspection done with eyes, where people need to look at something, then they could use AgVisor Pro to do it. Uh, because the AgVisor Pro uh, is that that device is in the field, it's in the warehouse, it's in the truck, or it's in the container. It's geo-stamped, it's time-stamped, and it's an irrefutable record that could be blockchain. So, uh, when I've been thinking about how to use this going upscale through to the consumer, that's what I've been thinking about how it would fit into that uh, that transparency traceability world. Yeah, because consumers are are asking for more of that, as you well know, Robert. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happening. That's why people are trying to identify. So, yeah, well, maybe future conversations about that will be happening for sure. But let's talk about some of the other um, what we talked about sustainability and trying regenerative agriculture and you know what what's coming on the in the future like you have all this great information happening and all of that like what's the what's the next thing you see on the horizon as far as you know in the food industry well i i just see a lot of pressure on the horizon (laughs) and uh and what i mean by that is uh you know regardless of of whether the population hits 11 billion 10 billion or 9 billion the population is going to increase the the demand by the consumer for higher quality food is is also going to increase science is going to continue to evolve the connection of food to humans i'm studying an area called nutrigenomics right now which is the study of your human genome to the types of foods that would be good for you versus me which i think is really interesting and then At the same time, they're not making any more land. And then you have all sorts of ideology and governments that are saying, well, by, you know, 2030, uh, 25% of the land in uh, in Europe will be organic, where 30% of the land in Germany will be organic. So how do you deal with that yield drag? And so the pressure I referred to is the following. Farmers are being asked to produce more food, better food. 
they're being asked to simultaneously reduce their environmental footprint. So produce, reduce. Oh, and we want you all to protect the environment. And oh, we also want you to restore the environment back to some nirvana that we have in our heads. So we're being asked as agriculture to produce, reduce, uh, protect and restore all at the same time. And, and, and uh, policies are coming down the pipe. And one of the things that I push back on uh, is that, you know, there's less than 1.2% of Americans that actually grow food. 99, 98.5% have an opinion, but don't have, you know, don't have necessarily facts about what it takes to grow food. And so consequently, the pressures facing agriculture are great. And uh, we in the agriculture community uh, need to respond to that in two ways. Number one is we do need to do better. And we, and we, you know, I think that's learn, unlearn, relearn is something very, that's at the core of agriculture to learn, unlearn and relearn. And the second thing we need to do is we need to be able to communicate what we're doing in agriculture to the broader consumer market. Again, I think AgVisor Pro can play a role here I don't know exactly how to do it, but what would it be like if a school and a teacher and a school board could connect instantaneously to farmers and people who are experts in the agricultural field instead of teaching some of the doctrine that I'm seeing show up in schools right now? What if we could really connect schools to actual agricultural producers? Mind-blowing, actually. It would be quite a discussion, wouldn't it? It would, because, uh, you know, one of the problems I'm hearing is that we want to keep farmers farming. But to your point, all the pressure that's happening there, you know, some are leaving Mm -hmm. and not continuing to farm. And so it's really important. Well, if you go to the Netherlands, they're not leaving. There's bullets being put in the heads of farmers in the Netherlands just because of nitrous oxide emission reduction uh, legislation. So, you know, Europe is a good example of their... uh, Farm to farm to fork policy, where the net result of that policy will be a decline in the production of food in the EU. The population will stay flat or increase. Where's that food going to come from? Well, they'll probably outsource it to Brazil, which is probably the most uh, biodiverse area in the world. And so the Europeans will outsource their food production to Brazil, and then they'll chastise Brazil for knocking down forest. So right. You know, I, I I have a new book I'm working on called Pragmatic, and yeah. it's feeding the world through uh, sustainable intensification. So oh. on the heels of the others I've written, Food 5.0 and the Agriculture Manifesto, this one is going to focus in on the pragmatism of agriculture. You know, you want to grow 200 bushels of corn. It takes about 300 pounds of nitrogen. I don't care if you're organic or which denomination you belong to, where does the nitrogen come from? And I know there's a lot of advances right now in biological sciences, and that's all really exciting. Uh, But at the end of the day, corn needs about 300 pounds of nitrogen to grow 200 bushels of corn. Where does it come from? Well, I'm glad you're putting what's in your brain into a book so that you can share that knowledge. It seems like that really is your MO. Like you, you are just trying to figure out how to communicate with everyone and get everybody working on solving the problems. I mean, that's, 
you know, a lot of what's going on. And, and yeah, we also, I, you know, I, I think there's no really, Pam, I don't think there's any right or wrong. I think there's a series of learnings. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, you know, people want to buy organic food. Well, that's fine. There's a yield drag to organic food and organic producers still have to control disease and insects. How do they do it? Well, right. you know, this is a discussion that we need to have. They have some tools they use called integrated pest management, but at the same time, there's a lot of uh, organic insecticides used and nobody talks about. So how do we, you know, how do we rationalize these things and bring them together? And again, farming in New Zealand or farming in Australia or Argentina is different than farming in, in um, Arizona or Alabama, you know? Right. Right. And do you see, uh, do you see that ever being kind of more of a world collective with things, uh, standards, standardizing more across different countries or do you I would, really- I, would I would hope not and this okay. is actually one of the things I'm fighting against because I think that you know um, a legislative which is really a scary thing a legislative idea for nitrogen management for example in in Florida uh, which gets a lot of rainfall uh, which it, which is which never freezes that's a vastly different nitrogen cycle than it would be where I'm from in Northern Alberta. I mean, right. I just, we just had minus 31 degrees the other day. There's nothing leaching, no nitrogen moving right now, let alone human beings moving around. So the the the, the nuances, the nuances of how my, uh, nutrient cycle, how microbial cycles happen mm-hmm. is very dependent on environment and 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 the types of crops you're growing. Uh, so we need to have a, a more intellectual conversation that's more pragmatically based on on where you are, not just ideologically or policy based. I think that's very dangerous. Yes, and I I agree with you, and I about letting the experts know what they're doing about their field instead of having legislators who are not experts in agriculture and all that's going on there uh, make a blanket. Yeah ruling or policy because it's you're right it's not going to apply to your geotagging point i mean it's important where where the questions are coming from where the solutions are needed and they're different in different places so and that's there's going to be lots of i'm very excited very optimistic about the future because whether it's robotics whether it's uh Sensing devices uh, in the field or in the barn or in the greenhouse connected to IoT will will be flooded with more information. Mm -hmm. All of these young people now getting interested in agriculture, building algorithms and us doing remote sensing with satellites, drone application, green on green spring. I mean, when you consider the, uh, the technology that they're working on right now that will be able to identify a weed in a field of crop and spray that weed out because you need to take those weeds out, you're dropping your herbicide load by 80, 90%. It's it's like the things that are going on, I don't think a lot of people take into account um, the the progress of technology, Moore's, Moore's law, Metcalf law applied to agriculture is happening every day Agriculture is not holding back. We're moving forward as fast as most sectors are. And this will change how we grow food. Unfortunately, the consumer still has a perception of a 
a little red barn, a round fendered pickup truck, and a and a guy with a straw hat and a bib overalls and a piece of straw hanging out of his mouth there. It's going to be great, you know. That, that, that's not what we're doing today. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at the visual that you just. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. And, and AgVisor Pro is serving kind of that that this generation of farmer who is really trying to utilize the technology and the collective, the collective is what I'm hearing, you know, trying to, and that's what you're doing. You're trying to connect all of that great information that's out there with the people who need it. And the the companies, the number of startup companies that are in agriculture looking for a channel, looking for a way to communicate with farmers who are interested in what they're doing is tremendous. And, uh, you know, I uh, I've been around this industry a long time. I'm as I'm as, j- as jazzed up and as excited about it as uh, as I was when I first started when I was back in my 20s. And, uh, and and the evolution is really really exciting. And, yeah. and can we meet the challenges of the future? I believe we absolutely we can. We do need to connect better. And uh, you know, even with the advent of AI, I, I call it augmented intelligence because at the end of the day in agriculture, because of this nuance, I still think we'll need to get uh, an AI like GPT chat can do a lot of background filling in of information for us. But at the end of the day, a farmer still wants to talk to somebody who has that practical, been there, done that experience. I think that's what AgVisor Pro will continue to do going forward. Yeah, and get that confirmation. Absolutely. Well, we have covered <laughs> we have covered a wide range of topics and and obviously because you have a wide range of experience, Robert. So thank you for sharing with us. Is there anything else you'd like to leave with our audience before we go today? Just uh, want to encourage people to, you know, have conversations with uh, people on the ground in agriculture to better understand that community. Agvisor Pro A G V I S O R P-R-O, AgVisor Pro is available on Android and iOS for free. Our website is pretty comprehensive. And if you're interested in what I've been talking about, uh, Food 5.0 and the Agriculture Manifesto by Robert Syke are available on Amazon. And I've had good reviews from both. So uh, I, I, I just think that what you're working on here, uh, I think this is podcast 141 or something like that. You guys are doing a great job. And uh, it's going to be interesting to watch how we grapple with and and uh, uh, and leverage the technology uh, of blockchain and agriculture. Love to see that evolve going forward. And uh, congratulations to you for the great work you do on on future foodcast. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being on with us, and we really appreciate our sponsor as well, Farm to Plate, enabling better food supply chain management. Uh, you can find out more at farmtoplate.io. Until next time, I'm Pam Linemiller signing off. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 